Basic Prayer Knowledge, Chapter 4, C. The person of Jesus is important to understand because he was and is joined to us in his humanity. Jesus had no need to become sin for himself. Jesus had no need to defeat Satan and the powers or authorities of darkness for himself. Jesus never was defeated by the powers of darkness nor subject to their ability. That is to say, in Jesus' pre-existence and before he became sin for us upon the cross, he was never under Satan's control, under Satan's lordship. But we, the world, were under Satan, and we were all our days subject to those powers. We were sinners in the devil's kingdom. There was no reason for Jesus to die for himself. Take a look at these scriptures. Philippians 2, 6-11 Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made of himself a no reputation, or he emptied himself, and took upon the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of the things in heaven, and the things in the earth, and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Ephesians 1, 20-23, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Hebrews 1, 2-5 Has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who be in the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand on the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, You are my son, this day have I begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the first begotten into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. Colossians 2, 15 and 19. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increases with the increase of God. Starting with Philippians 2, 6-11, let's look at what Jesus and his name means to us the church. We notice first that Jesus first emptied himself when he became a man. Well, what does this mean to us? What does it mean to empty himself? Jesus functioned in his earthly ministry as any other person would of humanity. Jesus was God, but he didn't function as God. 
He was a man anointed with the Holy Spirit of God. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God doesn't need to be anointed to be God, but to do the works, to act as God, a man which is not full of power would need to be anointed. That would be to say, if you could not do them in your own power or strength. God anoints those who need to have his power to do his will. Jesus, as the Son of Man, needed to be anointed to do the works of God. Why? Because Jesus emptied himself of all his godly power. Jesus needed to be anointed because he had no longer any power to minister as God would if he had his power. Just because Jesus needed to be anointed does not take away from his divinity. Jesus was the sinless Son of God all those years from his birth till he met John in that Jordan River. Then the anointing of God came upon him to do the works which God sent him to do. But it was the Son of Mankind which was anointed. Jesus, at the end of his earthly ministry in obeying God's will, died the death as a man would, but a sinless man. Jesus himself never sinned, but Jesus was made sin, as 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us. Then the ninth verse tells us, because Jesus died, God has highly exalted him, Jesus. Note, it was him, Jesus, who was highly exalted. Jesus himself was highly exalted. You might say, what is the big deal about Jesus going to heaven? He was in heaven before his exaltation. Before when Jesus was in heaven, he was not directly connected to humanity. Jesus had not yet become connected to mankind in his life and in his death and in his ascension, nor had he overcome Satan on man's behalf. Note Ephesians 2, 4 through 6. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he made alive us together with Christ. By grace you all are saved, and has raised us up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Jesus was joined with mankind in these things, which he accomplished. He was joined together in his, these accomplishments as the Son of Man. These verses tell us when God made Jesus alive, he made us alive in him also. When God raised Jesus, God was raising us. He was raising humanity also. Do you hear me? It was us who God was raising, not just Jesus. The person Jesus was also the person which was representing mankind. Jesus, the son of mankind, was not just a spirit or a ghost. Jesus was not just a human being born of mankind by a woman. When God raised Jesus, he raised mankind in this very same Jesus. Note again Philippians 2.9. When Jesus was raised and exalted, he, Jesus, was given a name which is far above every name. There is no greater name in heaven, in the earth, nor under the earth in hell than Jesus's. But think, Jesus was exalted and given a name. Exalted and given. Think with me, Jesus was given this name before he was even born to Mary yet. Remember Luke one thirty one, And behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. What does it mean when it says exalted and given a name above every name? 
Jesus is still his name as it was when God told Mary to name him this. But now he is given the title Lord. Note Philippians 2.11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is now called Lord Jesus Christ. He now can hold the conferred title of Lord of heaven and earth. That is why Matthew 28:18 says, All authority is given to me, Jesus, in heaven and in earth. When Jesus was exalted by God the Father, God the Father gave Jesus the lordship over his enemies in heaven and earth. Jesus consequently delegated this authority of his earthly lordship over his enemies, which were our enemies also, to the church in the earth. Notice again Ephesians 1, 20-23. Paul was praying for Christians to understand what happened to them when God raised Jesus in their place. Note the 20th through the 23rd verse. Which he God worked or wrought in Christ when he God raised Jesus from the dead and set Jesus at God's own right hand in the heavenly places. 22 and 23 and has put all things under his feet, and gave him Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Did you see it? Jesus' victory over all the powers of darkness or authority of darkness was placed underneath Jesus' feet. First, the feet part of Jesus's resurrected glorified body, but also spiritually speaking, the feet are a part of your body, not your head, which Jesus is the head and we are the church. We are the body speaking about his spiritual body. Look again at Ephesians 2 and 6 and 1 and 20 and has raised us up together and has seated us together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. 20th verse, which he God worked in Christ when he God raised him Jesus from the dead and set him Jesus at God's own right hand in the heavenly places. God wanted Christians to understand what he accomplished when Jesus was raised and when Jesus was seated. It also means we were seated together at God's right own very hand with Christ. We are seated with Jesus. Hear me, with Jesus. You and me are seated with Jesus in heaven through the new birth. Jesus was given or conferred the title Lord because he overcame Satan and all his kingdom. In Jesus, we have the use of this very name. The name of Jesus is the church's name. We are his body. He is the head. Hebrews 1, 2-4 tells us Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. When did Jesus start doing that? When he was birthed or brought forth from the dead. And he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Note the fourth verse again in Hebrews 1, 4. Being made so much better than the angels, as he, Jesus, has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus also inherited a more excellent name. Not only did Jesus receive the title Lord over all of his enemies, but he inherited all that that title holds also. It is the title which carries heaven's power behind it. The term inherited means Jesus became the heir with an inheritance. 
When do you become an heir? You become an heir when you are born to a family. Jesus was the firstborn out of the dead. He was taken out from the very grasp of Satan's power in hell. Jesus was the very first to be set free from sin and Satan's power. But again, Satan did not have authority over God nor Jesus. He had authority over mankind. Notice Acts 2.24. Whom Jesus, God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he, Jesus, should be held of its power of darkness. God raised Jesus and gave him all of the authority of heaven's resources. Jesus and his new title, Lord, is far above all that he overcame. Jesus overcame the devil. Jesus overcame sin and his kingdom, not for himself, but for us. Note again Ephesians 1, 20-23, which he, God, wrought in Christ when he, God, raised him, Jesus, from the dead and set him at God's own right hand in heavenly places, where far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in the world that is now, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him, Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, Jesus, that fills all in all. Jesus is the head of the body. We are the church, which is his body. The head and the body are the same and have the same authority. Jesus holds lordship over the kingdom of Satan and its corresponding authority. And the church, his body, holds Jesus' earthly authority over the same powers of darkness. Not apart from him, but in him. In Jesus, we have the same authority that Jesus holds in heaven over our enemies but we have it upon the earth. Note Colossians 2.15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made an open display of them openly, triumphing over them in it. In this verse, the word of God tells us that Jesus disarmed these rulers and authorities in the kingdom of Satan and triumphed over them in this victory, in his victory. When he was raised from the dead, he did these things. In the Greek text, it says, having thoroughly disarmed, or you could say Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, completely disarmed the kingdom of darkness. Jesus totally defeated Satan and all his kingdom. Satan is defeated. We as his body are not trying to defeat Satan. We are to stand in Christ's victory over Satan and his kingdom in our lives. Revelation 3.21 To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. In this verse here, we see that Christ overcame, then he sat down with his father on his father's throne. You see, Jesus, after his resurrection and resurrection and seating with the Father God, does not need to overcome any more of the enemies of his kingdom. When he sat down with his Father, it was finished. The powers, the authority of darkness were defeated by Jesus. It is and was final. It is finished. 
But for us, we have to stand in Christ's victory or we have to stay in Christ's victory. Then we become overcomers in him. We cannot do this by ourselves. It is through Jesus. We are not victorious in ourselves. We have victory because our faith gave us access into Christ's victory over darkness, which he gave to us freely. 1 John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcame the world, even our faith. Note in 1 John, it says our victory was our faith. It says we that are born of God overcome. This is the present tense in the Greek language. In our faith, we keep on overcoming. It is a linear action. We keep on overcoming the world if we stay in faith. But it is because Jesus overcame. And we overcome and overcome because of Jesus' victory. It was Christ which was raised for us over our enemies. Without Christ, we have no victory. None at all. If in prayer you're trying to get victory, you do not understand Christ's victory. You, through prayer, do not get or obtain victory over the powers of darkness. In prayer, we use Jesus' name, which has the victory over the powers of darkness. And when we use that majestic name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all our enemies have to obey that mighty, glorious name. Again, it is not because of us, it is because Jesus' victory we have been given in him. Then what we are saying is that Christ's blood and the resurrection was not enough if it's Christ's victory is not enough. Let's give glory to God, God's Son, and his name has obtained the victory for us in everything. Now let's start to get that revelation within our human spirits and live in faith according to Christ's victory. When we develop within our human spirits the truth of Christ's victory, it is that we are developing a consciousness, an awareness, a spiritual awareness within our human spirits of that truth. This truth will place you above your enemies. It will seat you where Christ sits in heaven at God's right hand. It will let you clearly see your victory that Christ obtained for you that is still present in our lives. Why? Because Christ and us were raised and Christ and us were seated together. And that is where we are to live spiritually speaking right now since the resurrection. You don't have to work to obtain your victory. Christ has it for you. Though we need to live within the effects of his glorious victory, like 1 John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcame the world, even our faith. Notice again, our victory is our faith. Not was our faith, but it is present tense. Our faith is our victory if we stay in faith. Our faith is our belief in our Savior. Our Savior is raised and seated on God's throne of majesty. We, the body of Christ, standing in Christ, in reality, are standing in Christ's victory, which Jesus has over the powers and authorities of darkness. We then, in prayer, can use the mighty, majestic name of Jesus. We have access to that throne in heaven where God sits with this great and majestic name of Jesus, which causes all which are in submission to that name to obey us. Remember, Jesus said, the truth you know will be the truth that sets you free. 
Well, you and I have to know these truths for our faith to function in these truths. Remember, if the devil can pull you off the truth, he then can take advantage of your life. Let's take a stand in the truth. We are delivered and seated with Christ, and we will reign and reign through him and with him over our enemies to the glory of God.